When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. As Hardy approaches... Harris is driving and he's reaching his century in style. A square drive for four. Welcome back to the program. Always great to have so many of your calls and your texts come through. We'll head back to your calls very shortly on that open line brought to us by Werribee Kia, awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year Award. Werribee Kia, where else? But Marcus Harris has been good enough to join us to talk some cricket, not just his own form, and he is in good form. Newly re-signed at the Melbourne Renegades as well. And plenty to get to in the world of cricket. So uh, why not go to one of the current guns? Welcome to you, Marcus. Great to have you on. Thanks, Prano. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, congratulations on the... Well, it wasn't just any ordinary ton yesterday, 142. Yeah, it was nice to get a couple out the middle and um, to get a win um, in the one-day comp for the boys. So, yeah, it was good. Um, it was nice to play uh, Launceston. We haven't, I haven't played there before, so it was something a bit different. But... Um, like I said, it was good to get a win on the board. Yeah, it's a good deck there, isn't it? It actually is quite good for a drop-in wicket that I think yeah. has only been um, put in not long ago. Um, it is very good. It's got a bit in it for everyone. Um, if you bowl well, you can take wickets. And if you bat all right, you can, you know, you can score. So, um, yeah, it was quite good. You're going to get enough one-day stuff to keep you uh, firing in the one-day side of things in the next couple of years, Marcus, because we, we see that it's kind of on the wane a bit in some aspects. Yeah, I think uh, obviously with the progression of T20 cricket and the T20 leagues around the world, um, sometimes one-day cricket can sort of fall back a little bit. But um, I've been fortunate enough to be playing county cricket over the last couple of years. So I've actually been playing quite a lot of one-day cricket. Um, and I think, you know, with one-day with one World Cups still, you know, in the program, there's still going to be a lot of white ball cricket to be played, um, especially 50-over stuff. So it's good to be playing. Um, and it's nice to be playing games for Victoria. So you averaged 40 in, in the London comp? Yeah, I did this year average 40-odd, I think. Um, got, I think, four or five fifties. Couldn't quite get 100 over there, but, um, yeah, it was good. It's just good playing. I enjoy one-day cricket. Um, it's a good form of the game. Um, a little bit, maybe, obviously a little bit slower than T20 stuff, but there's probably some different tactical stuff, um, which is good, and different ways to bat. So really enjoyed it in the last couple of years. And a lot of talk about whether it's easy to flick between test cricket, one-day cricket, and the big bash kind of stuff and T20, but uh, you're about to do that with the Renegades. How easy is it? Or how hard? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's easy, yeah. Um, I think uh, red ball cricket and one-day cricket is probably not like too dissimilar. You don't have to change your game too much. It's probably a bit different going from uh, red ball cricket to T20 cricket just with the you know the pace of the game and um, the intensity of it. So, um, but I think nowadays most guys have played so much of both that not too much of a shock to the system like it was a few years ago, but it can be difficult. And the Renegades obviously uh, need a good season? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think, you know, it's been a bit of a struggle since we obviously won it a couple of years ago, but um, 
you know, COVID wasn't kind to anyone and seen tough, you know, being away from Melbourne, not playing at home too much. So hopefully this season, looking like we're going to be able to play at home. Um, it's exciting with some exciting overseas players and some good local talent. Um, hopefully we can go well, uh, just string some good performances together and get on a bit of a roll. And you're in the middle of the whole international schedule messing with BBL ability to play. Uh, how have you found that scheduling drama? Yeah, well, there was, I think, uh, I know there's been a bit of, you know, some people being upset with international guys not being able to play, but I think what some people got to understand is with the, you know, the T20, with the BBL hub and the test hubs in the last year, it's actually almost been impossible to be able to go in and out of hubs um, from one to another. So that's been unfortunate. But like I said, now that, you know, COVID's done with and you can get back to, you know, normal sort of scheduling, I think you'll see more of the international boys being able to play this year. So hopefully that brings uh, the crowds back to what they were and, you know, keep people keep watching it. How many times have you opened with Dave Warner? It's uh, quite a few times. So what's he like to open with, even though you've opened with him in the longer form? Yeah, he's brilliant, Davey. I reckon maybe like oh a fair few, probably eight or nine test matches maybe. I'm not sure how many, but um, he's an energizer bunny. He uh, takes a lot of pressure off you as a non-striker. Um and he's willing to dish it out a bit to the opposition, which is great. So um, he's a brilliant player. I think we saw like the other night, he probably didn't get as many runs as he wanted to get, but he was brilliant in the field and still contributed um, to a good win. So hopefully he can come off tonight. Yeah, it's a bizarre game, really, the T20, because he did look like he was striking it okay, and then he gets out and you look in the paper tomorrow and uh, you, you don't see a big number next to his name and everyone questions you know, whether he should be in the team or not. Yeah, well, I do find that a bit bizarre. I think he was a uh, player of the World Cup not 12 months ago and um, he had a brilliant IPL and he was brilliant in the lead-up to this World Cup. So T20 is a tough game. It's a tough game to be really consistent at all the time. I think he's probably the most consistent in the world. So um, his time will definitely come, whether it's tonight or not. It doesn't matter. He'll he'll have an impact on this World Cup at some stage. Yeah, which leads me to, obviously, Glenn Maxwell's sort of in the same boat. And well, what have you made of Aaron Finch? Uh yeah, Max, he's very similar. He's got that X factor where he can bat, bowl and field. Um, and he will have stages where I think the other night he looked like he was just about to get to that stage where he's really about to launch. He started really well. So um, he's going well. Max, he'll, he'll play an innings in the World Cup. It'll win us a match. So I wouldn't worry too much about him. And Finchy, um, that's just the struggles of a, of a you know of playing cricket in a long international career like he has. He's done so well for so long. Um, I think the good thing is with the way the other night quite easily could have got out and just thrown it away whereas he stuck it out and got through so he'll take some good confidence from that hopefully and uh, he's a brilliant captain so um, he's not contributing about he's still contributing you know with tactics and stuff like that so I'm sure Finch will be fine Do you look at the circus that surrounds his well 31 off 42 balls and you can look at that glass half full okay well he didn't get out and he anchored the innings even though it was a sort of slowish anchor that could have been quicker how do you see that do you do you weigh into the circus yourself emotionally or do you try and stay out of it yeah i'd be happy with the not out as a batsman so always pushes your <laughs> average up a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's um with it being a world cup there's going to be a lot of attention around um what people are doing and there's talking points within within the games and within the team but you know the way the group is now and um the staff that are there um there'll be no you know negativity towards anyone so like I said, Finchie did his job and he was not out, so that's all that matters, really. And is it something that you would expect selectors to do, and that is stick with the plan, even though it goes awry, you know, one bad over from Pat Cummins? 
to end an innings. Um, you know, one a, a couple of performances by Aaron Finch off the back of a pretty good score against India, where he looked a little scratchy and looked disappointed with his own form. Yeah, I think that's that's spot on. I think um, you know, with the way that the selectors are now, with George Bailey and Tony Goddard and um, Andrew McDonald as coach, one thing they've been really good at is their communication and. Um, they're not going to flinch at, you know, the first little thing that doesn't go right. T20 is such a fickle game. Um, it's hard to get things perfect all the time. So there's there's always going to be a game where someone doesn't quite come off the way they wanted to, but they'll back them in more often than not. And I think we've seen over a period of time that those guys repay the face. So I'm saying that Steve Smith's not in there and he's arguably the best batsman in the world that we've got. Yeah, um, that's just unfortunate for Smudger. Um I think with the way um, they've sort of set up the team, the role that they wanted Tim David to play, probably Smithy's the unfortunate one to miss out. But I think we're very lucky. It probably shows that we've got good depth in our team that we can leave out someone like Steve. But um, I know speaking to him, he's keen to um, have an op- get a go. So if the chance comes up, I'm sure um, he'll grab it with both hands. So can I back you up against the wall here? If you were picking the 11, would you have him in? Uh I'll try and pick 12 and fit him in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you think will happen tonight? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm in Hobart at the moment and the weather's no good here. I'm not sure what it's like in Melbourne. But um, the wicket has looked actually quite a tough wicket at the start. I think like we saw the India-Pakistan game, it swung around a little bit. So I can't see see it being overly high scoring. But um, it might come down to the top couple of batters and the early opening spells of both innings. So... Uh, I reckon a good score will probably be around 150, 160, and then whoever can defend. Um, but I'll back us in to win. Yeah, it's really windy. We're hoping that there's no rain, but it's uh, windy and blowy, and there is the remnants of a pretty big shower sweeping through Melbourne at the moment. There has been a lot of talk about the Melbourne, uh, the MCG deck. How have you found that over time? Because it, it's, it's not always um, the best in Australia. Uh, well, it's evolved a lot since when I moved to Victoria. This is my seventh season out. Mm. Victoria probably, when I first came over, it was just really flat and a bit dead and not a whole lot happening. And then um, Matt Page came over from WA probably, I think, four, three or four years ago and um, probably changed the the way the wicket is you know, rolled up. He leaves a lot more grass on it now. There's a lot more in it for the bowlers. So um, it's a more even contest, um, which I think is better for the viewer. And it's better as a cricket. You don't want to just roll up to grounds where the wickets are flat and nothing happens. So um, there's plenty. I think like you saw last year in the Test match, you can, you know, we bowled England out for 60 odd and things like that can happen. But um, it's still a good wicket for T20 cricket. Like I think that India-Pakistan game, you couldn't ask for a better game. So um, yeah, it's definitely, it's got better and more even. So first Test, just a little over a month away. How are you hitting them at the moment? And how often do you speak to the selectors? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm hitting them good. Um I speak to the selectors regularly, um, not always about like sort of selection stuff, but just, you know, in and out of games. So that's been really good. I think um, with the test side, the top six is really settled at the moment. So um, there's no expectation on, you know, being picked in any test teams or anything like that. And sort of been good to free the mind of not having to think about that stuff and just being able to go out and play, which is I've actually really enjoyed. So we'll just have to wait and see. But like I said, I think it's pretty settled in that top six at the moment. And before I let you go, Will Pekoski has decided to take some time out of the game. That's been a, it's been a difficult story to sort of read, but uh, it'll be a hell of a lot tougher to be Will Pekoski. How are you reading all that? 
Yeah, it's unfortunate for um, Will. He's obviously had his um, issues in the past, but I think um, we'll all wrap our arms around him and um, he'll get people to help him that he needs to help him. Hopefully he can just have a bit of time off and get himself right. And um, There's still plenty of cricket left in the season, so hopefully he can get himself um, the help that he needs and then be ready to go whenever he's ready. But um, there's no rush or pressure from, I know certainly anyone within the team and anyone at Cricket Victoria, so we just wish him all the best and... Hope he can get back out there as soon as he can. Marcus, great to have a chat to you. I really appreciate you giving us a couple of times, a couple of minutes of your time. So uh, good luck in the coming weeks, and we'll talk soon. No worries, mate. Thank you. Marcus Harris joining us. Freshly re-signed at the Melbourne Renegades. In form with the bat, and uh, still a chance to uh, have a big summer coming up. We need to take a break. Back to your calls after the break. one 300 736 736. Still to come, Campbell Brown as well to try and find a winner. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.